Monster. Anywhere. Everywhere. Sirius XM. Well, I dreamed I saw the nights in the... On today's show, we welcome back one of Howard's all-time favorites. I must have seen my love for him. Singer, songwriter, activist, two-time Grammy winner, and three-time Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee... How you doing, Howard? Neil Young. Neil Young. That is a... I still can't believe that you ended up in a band with Rick James as the lead singer. Yeah, we did some wild things in there. It was all very hazy to me now. I remember singing a song for about a day and a half. (laughs) And I still can only remember that one part that I sang over and over again. I never finished it. Yeah, I love my boy, Neil Young. Coming in today, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have such uh, anxiety when he comes in. I, I've been up all night thinking about him, and uh, I'm exhausted now. I'm very, very tired. Uh, yeah, I talked to you yesterday, and you were already, like, anxious. Confused, anxious, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife goes, why are you anxious when guests come in? And I go, because I care and I want it to be good. And she goes, you know it's going to be good. You're always... I go, no, I don't. I don't know if something's going to be good. The reason it's good is because I stress out over it. And I couldn't get... I, yesterday, I was talking to John Hine for a couple hours. And Robin called me during that. And I was just... I was so focused on Neil Young, I forgot to shower. I realized this morning I didn't shower. I'm like, where's my dirty underwear from yesterday's shower? And I'm like, oh, I didn't shower. I mean, You're I get still like... still wearing it. <laughs> I get like the... Um, like the absent-minded professor. I'm like, uh, I'm not Your thinking clearly. Your whole routine clearly. goes out the window. You can't woke, even function. Mm, woke up 3 o'clock this morning. I'm thinking Neil Young, Neil Young, Neil Young. And what is, why, why would Neil Young come here unless I'm clear on what I need to know from him? Because I love Neil Young so much. I mean, I've been saying it since I met you how much I love Neil Young. I said oh, it yeah. on the radio. And I'm like... I can't allow Neil Young to come here unless I'm clear on what I need to know from him. And then I, and then I was up three o'clock in the morning, collecting my thoughts, listening in my head to the actual things I might say to him. And I go, and I'm, you know, desperately trying to write stuff down quickly. And uh, do you oh keep a scratch God. pad by the bed? Absolutely, and I have two pens that light up, so if my wife's sleeping, I can write notes. So I'm sitting there uh-huh. writing notes, and then I'm making noise, and she's getting woken up, and what are you doing? And I'm, ah, I'm writing notes. <laughs> I'm, like a, I'm like a ping pong No matter game. what you do, you're going to wake her up anyway. Yeah, it's enough already with this career of mine. It's been making me mental since I'm 20. Well, the and, two uh, things don't necessarily go together. You have them sandwiched together in your mind. Yep. That Stressing out means you'll give a good performance. You could just Listen. give a good performance with set, without the stress. Nope. Can't do it. You yes, got to stress can. out. The there stress. are plenty of people who no. do incredible things. Not really. Without stressing out. You don't know them because no. you relate to these entertainment people who are all a mess. But they're brilliant. You think Einstein stretched, stressed out? Yeah, well, anybody successful. Is he was stressed. successful. I think he was 
Uber you don't know. Successful. You don't know what Einstein he was went a through. Brilliant, he was a brilliant, brilliant man, had incredible thoughts about everything, not just E equals MC squared. And yeah, but. Uh, he, you know, as Quentin Tarantino talked about loving what he does, that's what he attaches to all the effort he puts into it and all the hours he spends. He's having a good time. Don't believe that. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm not having a good time. And, and But anyway, Neil Young is coming in today, and I just love that guy. He is the best. Top five songwriters in the world, Neil Young. Put him up there. Who, who, I mean, do I need to make my argument? Here, I'll do it right now. Starting out back in the days of Buffalo Springfield, he wrote Mr. Soul. That's when he's starting out. Then he's like, fuck you, Buffalo Springfield, for whatever reason. And then he comes out with one of the first albums I ever bought. Everybody knows this is nowhere. Neil Young with Crazy Horse. Holy fuck. I think I'd like to go back home, back home and, take and take it easy. easy. And that album is so good. He's got Cinnamon Girl on there. I mean, holy fuck. And he goes, oh, okay. Fuck you, Buffalo Springfield. I'll do my own album with Crazy Horse. And uh, maybe I'll put Down by the River on there, too. Maybe I'll just throw that in. Of course I'm stressed out. Maybe Einstein wasn't stressed out. But Einstein never had to talk to Neil Young, so he would have been stressed out. Einstein would have pulled that big head of hair out of his head. Be on my side and be on your side. Be on my side, oh, be on your side. How romantic is that? Be on my side, I'll be on your side. That's all I want. Just be on my side. Me fall. That's why I love you, Robin. Robin was always on my side, so who the fuck else does that? And Robin did drag me over the rainbow, but, you know, still love her. And then he said, you know what? Forget this song. I'll write this song. But I don't understand this song. It's a love song, but then he shot her. Well, pain in the ass, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Then he, um, I mean, every fucking song on that album was unbelievable. And then he says, "Ah, I'll join Crosby, Stills, and Nash. You know that, you know, and I'm going to talk to Neil about this. He's such an underrated guitar player. He did the lead on the uh, Woodstock, um, you know, this riff. That's him playing guitar. If he only did that, he'd be a genius. Anyway, I, I'm not going to sit here and uh, tell if you why. If he Neil just Young. came up with the song and somebody else came up with that riff in the band, you'd say he's still a genius. Right. But he did it. He did it all. He did it all. 
And then I'm not even playing you the album after the gold rush right now. And I'm not playing you. I mean, uh, what was on after the gold rush? Uh, only love can break your heart. Forget that. How about Southern Man? I mean, holy mackerel. Southern Man gonna paint your hand. He goes, you know what? One song doesn't make an album. I'll I'll throw this one in. Don't let it bring you down. Which is a song about being down. Ay, ay, ay. That's genius. How would you not be up all night worried about talking to this guy? Oh, man. Man sitting by the side I'm of the road. I'm just saying you don't with... have to be worried. You could be excited. I'm singing, Robin. <laughs> Lori's rolling by. singing what are you singing <laughs> hold on i gotta get in my groove you you messed me up it's your fault don't let it bring you down it's only castles burning to find someone who's yearning and you may come around thank you i know i when i sing it it's unbelievable i don't ruin it at all he should have only written for you yeah. Oh my God! What a song. This might this might be the greatest song ever. To the river of light, sight, and the How could he be this good? My problem is don't, don't let it bring you down. I have to I have to interview less accomplished people. This is too stressful for me. It's too much to cover. It's too it's too much. When you you don't stress out over interviewing Beetlejuice? <laughs> no, him I love. Yeah, I, I sleep like a baby. Excuse me, Robin. I have to uh, break into the chorus now. Okay. Neil needs my help. Don't don't let it. Someone who's turning, and you, and you will come around. Thank you. You know what I need to do? I need to only interview one-hit wonders, and then I won't have to pick out all of the great With songs and all right. that. Remember the Bad. big deal about picking out songs uh, that yeah. you want to hear or talk about. If they've only got one, you, you're set. <laughs> you know who I want to interview? Lou Bega Jr. <laughs> Remember Lou Bega? What was the name of his song? What was uh, that song? Was um, that uh, the Macarena? Or maybe, or? no, I want to interview the Macarena guys. Like, that's no stress. <laughs> Lou Bega was Mambo Number 5. Okay. I go, Lou, tell me about the time you wrote Mambo Number 5. And then he'd answer me, and then i go, okay, thank you for coming in. Goodbye. <laughs> Where were you yeah. when you wrote Mambo yeah. number yeah. five? <laughs> How'd you come up with Mambo number five? <laughs> Where is that fucking song? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Coming at you, WNBC, a little Mambo number five for you. We got Lou Bega. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boy uh, said, Lou, 
Lou, why was there no Mambo number six? What happened? What went wrong? What happened to one, two, three, and four? I don't know that. Well, you know, I wrote one, two, three, and four. They weren't hits. When I hit Mambo number five, I was... That was the sweet spot. But anyway, getting back to uh, Neil Young, and then, uh, you know, and then he then he says, okay, I wrote uh, after the Gold Rush, I did that whole album. Then he comes out with Harvest, which is even better than anything he ever did. You know, Harvest. I mean, one fucking monster song after another. You know, when he wrote this thing, the guy was, he, he just had back surgery. He couldn't get out of bed. He wrote it laying in bed. My mother lays in bed all day. She doesn't write anything. Not, no, not one song has come out of her. <laughs> Every fucking song on that. I remember A Man Needs a Maid. Oh, my God. I mean, he was married at the time to Carrie Snodgrass. He wrote it about her. Great actress. Great beauty. And he just whipped this off for the album. I mean, how could you not be up all night worrying about interviewing this guy? Well, I, again, some people would consider it an honor and a privilege and be excited. I'm not, I'm not worthy. There's a shadow running not. But that's why you have this attitude that you must stress. From door to door. The door. I was thinking that maybe I'd get a maid. Neil was, uh. In bed, recovering from back injury. He saw Carrie Snodgrass on TV, ended up marrying her. And then he wrote this song. My wife's mad at me. She's like, why don't you lay in bed and write a song about me? She's right. Excuse me, Robin. Then he had Heart of Gold on that album. Huge hit. Believe me, Robin, I wish I could be relaxed. Robin slept like a baby last night. She was dreaming about eating food and uh, <laughs> wonderful dreams. Uh, and then maybe my favorite song of all, Alabama. Alabama, he brought, put on this album. Maybe the best riff I've ever heard. Coming at you, WNBC. Got some Alabama for you, Mr. Neil Young. NBC. Again, maybe this is the greatest Neil Young song. Where is Neil from? Canada. <laughs> and 
he's thinking about Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man knows. You don't, you know, I sit in my house. I don't go anywhere, and I talk about everything. You don't need to go anywhere, which I told you yesterday. I'm not done with you about that yesterday. You're lucky I was You're lucky I was short on time. <laughs> Thank God for Neil Young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to thank him. On that same album, Needle and the Damage Done, this guy, I mean, this guy's not fucking around. You could, let me see. I mean, who's doing this anymore? Jewel does a great version of this song, too. Wonder if uh, Neil's ever oh, heard it. Oh, yeah, hers is poignant. Cellar door. Anyway, that's why I was up all night. If I sound like a dick today, it's, uh, excuse me one minute. Uh, Who, who's Ar that? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, you don't recognize oh. him? Hi. Howard, I love Man Needs a Maid. Oh, play it again. <laughs> I'll cry. I love right. his favorite song. <laughs> Is your favorite Neil Young song, Arnold, A Man Needs a Maid? Yes. Oh, all right. Let me play it for you then. You're a big star. Oh, yes. Oh, it makes him cry. <laughs> 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 I miss the smell of pine salt so much. <laughs> <laughs> you miss the you you love you get hard when you smell pine salt. Yes. Oh, I need a maid. My toilet is backed up, and so are my balls. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> all right. You're, you're crying all over the so song. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Arnold sounded right. like he was turning into the cowardly lion there. Yeah. He cries hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I was up all night thinking about Neil Young because I love this guy so much. Um, I, you know, it. I got to talk to him about this. But one of the best marketing moves ever. I don't know if that he if that he thought about it like this, but I got turned on to Neil Young because he joined Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. So I bought Deja Vu, and then yeah. I went out and bought his earlier album, Crazy Horse, which became one of my favorite albums. So it was a smart move. Anyway, I will talk to Neil Young later in the show, and that is why I am a neurotic mess. When it comes to talking to someone like him, you got to understand how important Neil Young was to me. I mean, I'd sit in my bedroom and listen to Neil Young. I, second time I got laid, I had sex to Southern Man and uh, Down by the River. Those two songs in a row. You and it was a disaster. Done, um, one of the love songs. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. It, it, I told you, the woman, I never saw her again, and she cried the whole time. <laughs> well, can you blame her? Yeah. Nick, you're on the air in Ohio. Yeah, Howard, how are you? Hey, brother. What up? Hey, hey uh, I was just calling to talk to you and Robin about what you're saying about uh, being up all night. And I wonder, I know you and Robin have this great relationship, but I wonder if she truly appreciates the greatness behind the anxiety that you have for all your guests, because I run a lot of businesses and, you know, I stress out all the time, sleep about four or five hours a night, just worrying about my employees because, you know, how hard it is to run businesses and, you know, you're running this, you know, great company 
and stress, sorry, stressing out all the time over these interviews. And you that's don't what understand you why I do it. I don't want Howard not to enjoy how wonderful and amazing he is. And I fear that his stress robs him. Well, my mother told me to quit the radio business. She said it's enough already. She goes, you're going to drive yourself insane. But I, I do, uh, I, I appreciate what Nick's saying, but I know Robin appreciates the, uh, the uh, work I do, but she's worried that I'm going to uh, jump out a window, which I might do. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I might do that. It's very possible. I take the show very seriously. I take the listeners very seriously. And, uh, well, you know, that's either a blessing or a curse, Nick. All right. Thank you. Let's not talk about me anymore. I'm ready to vomit. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, well, I, I just wonder if your psychiatrist has ever talked to you about repositioning things. Yep. Every day, every day for 20 years, Robin. Oh, okay. And I have not changed. <laughs> what can I tell oh, you? Oh, dear. <laughs> he, he has actually uh, really worked on me with this. And um, a lot of what you say is what he says, believe it or not. I should pay you. But, uh, but you know, I don't know. It works to a degree. Well, you think that you wouldn't, without the stress, do the work. That's what's bothersome. Yeah, I don't know. I need a little bit of that. I need a kick in the ass. Hey, uh, <laughs> I got to tell you some things that are going on before we get to Neil Young later in the show. These are important things. I got a beautiful text from Mr. Robert Zombie. Rob Zombie, another great musician from White Zombie and then the Rob Zombie solo career. And uh, he just said to me, I don't think Rob will mind me sharing this with the audience. You'll get a kick out of it. He says, William Shatner, the real William Shatner, William Shatner singing the great American nightmare the other morning is the best moment of my entire career. Aww. He loved it. He loved it. Well, that's and, great. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we shouldn't make short shrift of that. William Shatner, 91 years old. We asked him, hey, Bill, Bill was promoting a, a new book. The guy put out yet another book. And William Shatner recorded great american nightmare for the opening of the show hello there this is william shatner and it just so happens that my new book boldly go reflections on a life of awe and wonder is available and this is the great american nightmare i uh, wrote to rob i said I said, um, Shatner wouldn't say motherfucker. He just laughs instead of motherfucker. Rob loved that. Deep down from planet X, 13 ghosts in the devil's head. Step right up and feel the fire. Hardcore love of the never dead. Me, the American nightmare. Call me the American dream. Call me your soul corrupted. Call me everything you need. Yeah. 
is so metal. I mean, wow. I, I can't believe it. And I think a little bit of poaching there. That sounds like Wendy's laugh. <laughs> Which <laughs> he's doing stole Freddy Krueger. <laughs> um, uh, I said to... Uh, I said to Rob, I loved when uh, William Shatner, I said, can you believe it? He goes, amazing. And uh, I said Shatner would not say motherfucker. And uh, Rob wrote me, he says, now we need a George Takei version. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I said, I'm pretty sure I can ask George that. And he says, you got to cut it together like dueling banjos. So there he is, Rob oh. Zombie, very thrilled with Shatner, Bill Shatner's enormous version of Great American Nightmare. He loves it. He loves it. Well, I do believe that it's incredible how energetic he is. I mean, listen to him. He's, you know, growling in that low register. He's not mailing it in. He's going no. for it. No, he, he went for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, I was talking to someone yesterday, and this uh, threw me a bit. I guess people think I'm really a horrible person because I was... Um, I was, uh, I don't know, I was in conversation with someone and they said to me, uh, when you heard the news about Jay Leno uh, burning up in a fire, were you happy Oh my. or were you uh, upset for him? And I went, oh, my God, I, I was terribly upset for him. That's a terrible so thing. They when... at, who are these? These are friends of yours? It's, it's someone I know. I'm not going to embarrass him by saying it. Be, uh, I said, no, I, I said, I, I felt terrible for the guy. I mean, I've had my differences with Jay, but I don't want to hear that. Jay is an enormous talent. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, I, aside from my differences with him, I've always been a big Jay Leno fan. You know, I, I mean, at the early days of when he would appear at Garvin's, I would go see him in Washington, D.C. We're going back 30-something years, maybe more. I don't know how more. many years ago. 30. More. That's a lot and, more than uh, that. So, uh, no, I was not happy to hear. I mean, it's so crazy. I know he's a fan of these old cars. And um, I don't get it. I don't understand uh, the, the, this car he was the, this car he was uh, working on was like you know I'm pretty sure the horn honk is like I don't know what the fascination is with owning these old cars driving around in these old cars and he's constantly and working you know, on them what he was yes I mean, this, uh, you know, there's like a uh, chitty, chitty, bang, bang, uh, these cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, these cars, they don't even look, I think when they were invented, they didn't look safe. People were like, fuck, I don't know what this thing is. I mean, you know, you look at these cars and I, and I, and I say, you know, I, evidently what it said in the news was that Jay was working on one of these old cars and he's working on something underneath. And uh, gasoline was, somehow. Yeah, a fuel spilled. line. Yeah, that broke. Yeah, broke. And here's a guy who's experienced with cars, but it spills all over his shirt. And then the thing sparks also and lit him on fire. And he's yeah. lucky uh, he didn't lose his vision. He didn't lose his eyes and he didn't lose his ears. That was the first thing I read. But with these old cars, I mean, I look at those cars, I'm like, I'm so happy they invented the cars on the road today. 
I'm not looking well, for a bu- I'm not looking for something that has a clogged fuel line or that looks like a bomb on wheels. But I, I was thinking about it, you know, like these new electric cars, they just put out a report that they're really unreliable and you hear about them burning down people's houses all the time. New oh. cars, when they when they first invent something, they usually will kill you just trying right. to make them work. And that's well, what Jay Leno is working on. The the first prototypes of cars that didn't really work that well. Yeah, I hear uh, uh, Jay's going to sue Henry Ford. Uh, <laughs> he's going to dig him up That's and sue right. him. Take uh, him for everything he's worth. Well, you make a good point. When I when I was working in Detroit, I've told you this story a million times, but it bears repeating because you're you're absolutely right. I had zero money. I I was working in Hartford for two hundred fifty dollars a week. I got a job at in Detroit for twenty. I don't know what they would pay me twenty eight thousand dollars. So I had no money. They just started paying me. A year, 28000 So I had managed to save $8,000. I didn't understand credit, nor could I get any. So I had to buy a new car. My car fell apart. And I bought something called the X-Car. The X-Car was a brand new idea out of Detroit. It was, um, you know, being heralded as the new thing, the big thing. Well, this fucking X-Car, they had to start recalling them. Because people were um, hydroplaning all over the road. Don't ask. I'm like, oh, fuck. The brakes were fucked up. When cars first come out, Robin is right. There's always a goddamn problem. You wait a couple of years until they figure out all the problems. <laughs> then get you out get all it. the bugs. That's right. And Jay is with these cars when they first invented the car. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go anywhere near this. You knew and, uh, they would blow up or catch on fire because they didn't they didn't really know and they didn't have the materials to keep that stuff where it belonged. Well, you must know that this guy is really fucked up from this fire because uh, this is a guy he he doesn't stop doing stand up. He says he canceled all his stand up for the next week or two for him to cancel a week or two to get back on his feet. He must really be fucked up. Well, I know um, he called TMZ because I was he? listening to them this morning and they said, what do you say? Uh, we have a report on Jay Leno because he called us wow. and he basically said that, you know, he was lucky and mm-hmm. that uh, it was not that bad, even though he had third degree burns and it'll be mm-hmm. a week or two before he's back, uh, you know, up and running. Like third a degree, week or two? That's three, crazy. Third, third degree burn sounds pretty bad to me, but... Yeah. Well, he's into all that. Uh, oh, there's Jay. Hi, Jay. How's your new car? Boom. <laughs> uh <laughs> I mean, who is into these old... I know there is a whole bunch of he these guys. He was lucky, Howard, that Man. this friend of his or a mechanic that works on these cars with him was right there because I think that Jay sometimes is working on these cars alone. And this guy had the wherewithal to jump on Jay and smother the flames so that he didn't, he wasn't hurt worse. Mm. Well, there you go. But I thought it was amazing that he called TMZ (laughs) of all the places. Yeah, I mean, they probably thought it was a phony phone call. Like, dude, didn't you almost just burn up? What What are you doing on the phone? TMZ must have been like, what? <laughs> but, um, no, I, I don't take any, uh, pro, uh, you know, I don't take pleasure from that at all. And, 
Oh, George Takei wants to come in. Let me uh, hmm. let me open the door here. You just got to know, George Takei is waiting at the door. He didn't knock? <laughs> no. Why didn't you knock? I've been waiting, pouting, because the fact that you gave this pugnacious individual, Bill Shatner, a platform is a bridge too far, Howard. Let hey, you might see. not... Like you might not like William Shatner. I like him. I like the guy. He's always been good to me. I'm sorry, George. I mean, I love we you. We can't but... go into every grudge with you, George. Right. Oh, and it's I... a typical Bill trying to be the center of attention by doing the worst performance imaginable. <laughs> I oh, can come hear on. the fat coming through his voice. Oh, good. Shame thought... on uh, Mr. Zombie. Shame on Mr. Zombie. He had nothing to do with it. He loves uh, Bill's uh, rendition of Great American Nightmare. And I think you could be gracious and say it's a pretty good rendition. Uh, uh, I know good music. I wrote a musical and that song that he sang was just awful. Well, let me hear no. you sing it. Well, let's hear your uh, version. I, of Great you know, honestly, I'd prefer if Bill would try singing a song from Allegiance. That takes real <laughs> talent. All right. Well, you, do you want to sing Great American Nightmare or not? You know, I I, I think maybe uh, I'll just say motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. There you go. Well, you know, George has something to celebrate, too. Uh, Allegiance is opening in London if it hasn't opened already. You are kidding me. I, mean, I am Oh, not that's kidding. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. All right. Good for him. I, I am, you know that. Uh, here's a whack pack update. Uh, I, I haven't heard from this woman in years. It's Angry Alice. Oh, I'm happy to oh. hear from you. Hi, Alice. How you doing? What's going wow. on with you? I haven't heard from you in, jeez. You moved from, okay. didn't you move from New York to California? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. that was it. When you moved to California, probably with the time difference, it's hard for you to get up this early. <laughs> True, it is. It is our, it is. Yeah. Now, and you know, I got, go ahead. You were, you were feeling bad for a lot of years. You were angry. You were angry at everyone. You were angry with black people, white people. Yeah. I mean, you know, angry. Right. Are, are you still angry? Did you get any help with your anger? Are you uh, an, an antidepressant? What's going on with you? Well, to be honest with you, first of all, I'd like to say hello to my friend, Baba Boo and Sal. And, uh, yeah, I'm dealing with the same bullshit, you know, you know, take a little medication, calm me down. And if you're right, I really don't really like people that, well, I really don't. Alice never liked people. And, you know, if you say the wrong thing to Alice, she amps up. She can go oh, berserk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, I don't know. You do sound calmer. I'm happy to hear that because uh, you don't like me. I got some anger issues. Yeah, no, you handsome little thing. Well, well I'll tell you, Alice, I really remember. working. <laughs> for example, it is work. Whatever you're doing, maybe it's the California sunshine. But um, I remember you were very angry that your father married a black woman. And uh, uh, are uh, you still angry? Are you still angry about that, or have you resolved that? No, I haven't resolved it. I look in a mirror, I want to break it, and then I curse the bastard. So all the white women, Jewish women, I death, and you had to fuck a, a black woman? 
did you not have any love for your mother at all? I mean, the woman gave birth to you. Do you not? Uh, um, your father was a black man, right? No, see, my, that, that's one thing we got to clear out. My mother was a whore, okay? She slept with black men and white white guys. She really did. She really did. Oh. And I found out it did come from a white guy. That was the lightest, whitest looking child in the family. Resident was dark skin, looking like fucking moon crickets. Now, that's a racist thing to say. So you say that your mother was a, a, a prostitute? No, she was a prostitute. You have to be a prostitute to fuck everybody. It was I alcohol. She was an alcohol. She was a regular bitch who had a drinking problem. Oh, so you hated her. And you you uh, you hated her for oh god I mean it's a terrible story Robin that, that she's right. so tortured by Sal what's going on here you speak Let, uh, when's the last yes, time I you speak spoke to Allison, yeah uh, two days ago and yeah. I can assure you Howard I, it might be because she's in California and it's it's uh, four o'clock in the morning there but when I speak to Alice she rages like an inferno she is so angry that her father married an African American woman because oh. Alice is trapped in a black body. And, Thank you, Sal. And Alice, why don't you share the story? She was walking down the street and she was wearing an Ozzy Osbourne T-shirt. Who and was Alice? Insulted her. Yes, Alice was. What happened, Alice? Alice you, 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 I didn't even know you were an Ozzy Osbourne fan. But uh, go yes, ahead. I am because one thing, he's a good-looking guy, and he was. He, I don't know what kind of person he is in real life, but he always sing about Satan songs. He worships Satan. Yeah, and you worship Satan, right? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And this that man insulted Alice for wearing a shirt. Why would somebody say. come up to you? Alice, why would someone come up to you and insult you for wearing an Ozzy Osbourne? Who cares what you wear? People are crazy. Fuck, some people are fucking crazy. They got nothing to do. They want to try to pick a victim. But they, when they come toward me, they don't know they are messing with Satan. So the, what did you he say? I want to know what he yeah. said. How do you? In okay, stuff? okay. He said, he said, said it like this. You should be wearing a shirt like that. Uh, I said, what you say? You should be wearing a shirt like that. Uh, I said, go and fuck yourself and go and suck on Satan's dick, bitch. That's what well, I said. Why, well, why it was a little people... further than that because this gentleman was a black man, and Alice yeah. said that. She wished that she was in the clan and she would have strung him up. Well, that doesn't make oh, any right. sense. She went, yeah. she went, she went, yeah. she went nuts. She went angry. Yeah, I really did. I really said that. You kid, I told you how in the rest of your game, I don't like my skin tone. I said in the sun so many years and got a dog. I used to be a white looking girl. I used to walk a white neighborhood. I'm, I'm serious. How I used to walk in white neighborhood. I do not get messed with. But when I walk with my sister, you nigger lover. What the hell? What? Well, well, well. Why do people feel so free to come up to you and comment on your clothing? I don't understand what 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 is that? Because because maybe he don't want a black woman to wear a white guy on her on her on her clothes. That's oh, what I it see. is.
I see. I see. Well, I know we've tried to do up. Sal, you've tried to do updates on the air yes. about Alice and how she's doing. But the, the updates were so racist that you couldn't play them on the air. Yeah, they were crazy. I mean, uh, she, you know, like she has fantasies of being a, a grand dragon in the clan uh, and, and, and killing black people. Um, another thing is she Alice, has fantasies. This is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, come on. I mean, to, to hate. To, no, here's what I'm telling you. You always talk about Satan. No, but here's what I'm telling you. I feel sad because you look in the mirror and you hate yourself so much. That's why I'm sad. Oh, no, no, but you have to walk, like the old sensor, you have to look in my eyes and walk in my shoes, see where the fuck I'm coming from. It's not either being Alice Gotti. I see. I see. Yeah. Right. Howard, uh, ha Howard, yeah, yes, Alice so. also, Alice also has fantasy. She loves Al Capone. She fantasizes about I Al do. Capone. <laughs> Her favorite part yeah. of mafia movies is watching the mobsters kill people. And she has these yeah. fantasies. Go ahead, Alice. Explain your fantasy. What you'd like to do? I would uh, like to have the power. You know, they lost it. Like John Gotti, Al Capone, when they had that. Uh, well, Alice, your biggest <laughs> fan is on the phone, Mr. Mel Gibson. Mel, how are you? Uh, no, no, famous... no, 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 don't, don't. I know your show. I've been with you for 30 years. I love Mel Gibson, so don't go there. Don't go there. Stop making all that, that noise when I'm talking. I love Mel Gibson. I love him. You know what? If you don't well, stop, let him say I'm something. No. I'm going to no, hang up. If you don't let stop, him I'm going to hang up. Don't but let him say, I love let him... Mel Gibson. I love He him. loves you. Mel, go ahead. No, Come that's on, not Alice. Mel Gibson. That's not it's Mel not... Gibson. He ain't got time to talk on the show with you guys. Alice. <laughs> Would you like me to come over for dinner sometime? I don't care about you grinding me out. I I know your show for thirty years, so don't try that shit. I see. All right, all right, Mel. Mel, Mel, you got you got to hang up. All right. He loves you. He's saying he loves you. No, I don't know no, why you would... not Mel Gibson. No, I think it is. No. It sounds exactly I'm a, like I'm him. A fan. I am a serious fan with Mel Gibson. I love the blue-eyed, handsome little devil. Well, oh this year marks Alice's 25th anniversary on our show. We've been speaking oh. to Alice since 1997. <laughs> and uh, Alice is alive and not so well. She's having still her difficulties, but mm. she's, you know... She, she's uh she's she's hanging in there well i'm just bitter have that's you it. have you found love alice maybe that's what is missing I have you found I, you know what uh, i don't care what you say i'm not i don't want to be in no relationship with no nobody nobody then i when i first talked it was 1994 oh wow okay i didn't realize that so it's with the, with the probably closer to 30 years um that's what i just said yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, um, okay. men, men don't interest you anymore. Your your vagina is closed no. for business. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It always been. It always been. I never had any relationship before marriage to after marriage, and it was disgusting. All right. Well, you know, sometimes uh, when a man puts a penis in you, it can be disgusting. I've uh, heard that from many women. And the, I think Alice also with. has a slight yes. a slight desire for women, right, Alice? You do I don't find even like women either. I, I got to a point. I don't want to be with nobody. Uh, Gary wants to chime in. He's a big Alice fan. What do you say, Gary? I, first of all, I love Alice. So I was uh, I was trying to help Alice out because you know, she's losing her vision. And she said oh. her dream is to go and see the Yankees before she loses her vision. 
So I tried to help her, you know, get a ticket to go to the game. It's kind of sad because, you know, first of all, it's hard to communicate with her. You know, her, she's not a computer savvy. And then like, they only give tickets digitally now, but the, the hardest thing is that Alice, and this is what made me really sad. Alice literally has no friends because, you know, she wanted to go to this, to this. Well, I kept saying, can I send you to the game with a friend? And you said, I don't have any friends. And Alice well, can't I, go I she's, because yeah, I'm, she's, I'm afraid of, she's afraid of getting, I, she's afraid I'm of sorry, getting Bobby raped Boo, on the way home. Bobby Boo, I, I just want to let you know, my friends, they got two jobs. They got two jobs, holding down two jobs. And that's where I look at it as not having any friends. They don't have time to come and see me. Well, there you go. This is a depressing story. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, it is bad. Yeah, Gary, go ahead. But she was saying that, you know, when we, I was trying to send her to this game and she said she would go by herself. And then um, uh, then she changed her mind because she says it's dark and she's she's a huge fear of getting raped on the way home from the game. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, hey, you know, know, Alice, there's a guy I wanted to introduce you. He's been calling into the show now. I guess in a way he's he's a fan of yours. Uh, Angry Allen, Angry Allen wants to say hello to you, and I'm going to grant him a few seconds with you. It was his fantasy to speak with you. Angry Allen, how are you? What the hell is this? This woman doesn't sound angry. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> this woman sounds perfectly. Uh, you feel <laughs> Alice. <laughs> you feel <Whatever>. Alice. <laughs> you feel Alice should be yelling, right? You don't. She you be don't. Angry. He's laughing and pleasant and happy at the world. Uh, Okay. That is uh, Angry Alice. All right, Alice. Listen, you hang in there. I'm glad we got the update. Angry Alice, for those of you who are fans, uh, Alice is Uh, alive and well. And uh, she is going to wear, if you see a woman walking down the street in California with an Ozzy Osbourne shirt, say hi to Alice. There you go. Oh, okay. Hi, friends. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say. Fred, uh, you know, Good Allison, morning, you're Alice. her favorite. You sound great, by the way. Oh, oh, Fred, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad you're doing better. Oh, you handsome devil, you. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to let you guys go because it is, ooh, close to 5 o'clock here. I need to get some more. Alice, one last question. I know you're not into men anymore, but if Fred wanted to fuck you, you'd let him? Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm a swallow my uh, virgin pride. Yeah, I will. You would fuck her. All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Alice is late. She has to go to a cross burning uh, across <laughs> town, and it's a lot of traffic. All right. Thank you, angry Alice. There you go. Okay. Okay. Leave a day. Angry Alice. There you go. Sal, I gotta hear these uh, announcements one day. That what, what, what does she do? She calls you, or or you call her, and then she gets so her. worked up that she gets oh. into a racist kind of situation. Yeah, Howard, I'll send you all the clips. Uh, yeah. yeah, you have to hear this stuff. It's it's insane. She hates yeah. Tiger Woods like too. You you, um, you know you're just talking to her in general to see how she is. Yeah, and I her life her. just makes her <clears throat> crazy. I just say, Alice, how you doing? Oh, well, Sal, you know, I hate myself because my father oh, married geez. that black woman, that fucking bitch. And I'm a white woman. I wish I was just Italian like you, Sal. And then and then it was a point, Howard. I said, you know, Alice, you, you have to love yourself no matter who you are. This is who you are. You know, you should be proud of that. I go, why don't you go to therapy? And she says, 
Why don't you go? Why don't you go to therapy? I've heard about your fucking life. It's more fucked up than mine. <laughs> <laughs> he starts attacking you. And I'm like, you got a point, uh, Alice. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm oh like, my she's making sense I like, now. I like yeah. that the Neil, the um, the Mel Gibson impression gets her so angry. That's even, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Great I mean, too. we've yeah. called her so many times over the years. Yeah, she she's on to us now. Uh, yeah, what did favorites? you do? You, yeah, what is oh, the, what is your favorite? Oh, my favorite, Howard, is when we called the guy who performs exorcisms. <laughs> and uh, we put on drops of Alice over the phone with this guy, and he's like, Satan is leaving you. And she's like, fuck that fucker to hell. Satan's leaving you. Satan's be gone, be gone, be gone in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And she's screaming, fuck you to hell. Fuck you, motherfucker. I'm in the bathroom where I take a shit. And then all of a sudden, uh, we play the drops. Hello? And we're like, oh my God, Satan is gone. And he's like, hello, Alice. And she's like, who it is? Who? <laughs> Mass confusion. <It> was <laughs> yeah, I kind of remember that. I should, I should haul that out of the archive and uh, oh, dust that off. Yeah. I think the fans yeah, would like to hear that. There may be people who don't remember or know Alice. Yeah, because uh, she know, used to leave assuming. us. Yeah, she used to leave us those vicious emails, so we would just chop them up, and then we called this guy who performs exorcisms. It was it was hilarious. I remember when she turned on me and started calling me Gay Howard. Gay yeah, Howard. for years she would yeah. not use your name unless Gay was in front of it. Yeah, Gay yeah. Howard. And you she were still hates Robin. me. She never mentions yeah. me. She hates yeah. you. She says hello to everyone else. <laughs> Why does she hate you? You're so lovely. What is uh, her problem? I guess you? it's because I'm black. I don't know. You know, no. you know, Howard, it's funny you should say that because uh, I spoke to Alice two days ago and she's speaking about you and Fred and everyone else. She goes, can you be honest with me? I go, yes. She goes, is Robin really a, a decent person? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 wow. I said, she's the sweetest. She goes, are you bullshitting me? I go, no, <laughs> Alice, she is wonderful. There you go. <laughs> you see, she's suspicious. Even off the record, Robin, she, she, you know. <laughs> oh, I can tell. <laughs> I guess yeah. we can't dust that one off, Sal. I don't have a, I don't have it handy. Do you? I don't. It's okay. too far in the archives, huh? Yeah. Well, it's deep into the archives. <laughs> Angry Alice is the exorcism. All right. Well, anyway, uh, right. maybe I'll I'll pull that out at some point. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Steven Singer Jewelers. Steven Singer is in the love business. It's the easiest and smartest thank way you, to thank celebrate. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's yes. It's the easiest and smartest way to celebrate the real love of your life with real diamonds from a real jeweler. You can thank trust. You, thank Go. you, my mistress. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 Here's the, here's the bit Sal was talking about that he okay. loves. Here it is. Oh, here it is. This is uh, Jack and Rod, Crazy Alice Exorcism. How long is this thing? Okay. Two minutes, 42 seconds. Worth listening to. And we're back with the Jack and Rod Show. Welcome to Wacky, Weird, and Exciting Wednesday on the Jack and Rod Radio Show. Today's special guest is author of Ministering to God. This guest says that we are surrounded by evil spirits, and he can perform an exorcism on our show. Let's hear it for Dr. Kawaya. How you doing, doctor? I'm fine. How are you? Great, great. And you know, doctor, we actually have somebody in the studio who is possessed. Yes. 
She seems to be possessed by some kind of demon. Her name is Alice Blair. Let's say hello to Alice Blair. Hello, Alice. Hello. Hello, Alice. Uh-huh. What's going on in your life? Uh, what happens to you? I'm still in hell around junkies and people shitting and pissing and, 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 and throwing up on the floor smoking crack and cigarette in my hallway and they're coming in my house. Yeah, that's a demon. Those are demonic spirits. You know what? I'm in the bathroom where, you, I, where I take a shit. Yeah, you, you can be set free, Alice. You can be set free. Those are demonic spirits. They are trying to take possession of you. Okay, go ahead. Alice... In the name of Jesus, I command you, come out of her now. Kill the hell! Come out in the name of Jesus, the Fuck son of the living God. The you have to come out now. Fuck you! I don't want to listen to a loser! Shut the fuck up! No, I said come out. Leave! I Go. hate you! I hate Go. you! I hate Go. you! Mean it. Go in the name of Jesus, now! I hate you! I hate you! No, listen! Go! Go! I hate you, fucking cocksucking bitch! Let the fire of God destroy you completely right now in the name of Jesus. Be on the fire. Let you be burnt from right to Hello? right from there. Hello? Wait, wait. Uh, uh, doctor, she's she's talking normal. Hello? Uh, Alice. Who is this? This is uh, Dr. Leonard Kaywa. I'm, I'm, I'm a preacher. I'm, I'm, I'm a servant of God. I came here to help you. Now I want you to say this with me. Alice. Uh-huh. Say, devil, in the name of Jesus. Who? Jesus. Uh-huh. Say, Jesus. Okay. No, say it. Say, Jesus. Uh-huh. No, say Jesus with me, please. Who? Say, Jesus. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Say, Jesus. Now go ahead. I said, say, Jesus. Who? Jesus. Okay, go ahead. Jesus. Okay. Can you say it? Who? I plead the blood of Jesus. I don't give a shit. Oh. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. Wow. You know what? It actually worked because Alice was pretty calm today. I'm telling you. That was incredible. When she called, she had a smile in her voice. That wasn't usually how we found her. She's so angry all the time. Oh, She's this? almost going out her mind. Angry Alice. I don't give a damn. Do not fuck with me. She loves to rant and rave. That's why she's screaming all damn day. Angry Alice. I bet you're an ignorant chicken neck, ugly mf -er. She's so vicious and so mean. When she says a Riva dare she, motherfucker. She's never ever nice Except to the one guy that she likes That's Fred Norris Hello Fred, I love you That sums it up I uh, also Alright honey uh, Let's go to Matt Who wants to say hello from Texas Matt, go ahead, good morning Hey, what's up Howard, good morning hey, Good morning Robin, good morning. Fred everybody. Hey now Hey now, I was thinking hey now. I wasted a lot of time and money hitting on women when I listened to Flirty G. It turns out you can just call them and say a bunch of dumb shit and bad puns and bad rhymes and bad in a thousand. I got to tell you, that bit more than any other bit over the years, the Flirty Gary series, if you will, has taught me that being a douchebag really... You know, you know, there's nothing more important to a man. I hate to let the ladies in on this secret. I think you know this, but I'll just remind you. 
there is nothing more important to a man than what is between your legs. I mean, it is, uh, it's heavenly. I mean, pussy my God. Pussy is awesome. Pussy is the greatest. No one has ever said it <laughs> better than you, my friend. from a great philosopher, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, it boils down to that. You know, I'd like to, you know, even uh, like uh, anything, that the, the, the one motivating factor in life for a man is having a woman, you know. And uh, it's just such a strong force. I wasted so many years of my life just thinking about pussy. How do I get pussy? Pussy, 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 pussy. I mean, and if I wasn't pussy, if I wasn't getting it, I was thinking about getting it. It just is a driving force. We are animals. And I guess this is programmed into our DNA. There were some dudes who were pretty calm about it. But uh, for the most part, most of the guys I know anyway are complete animals. And, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. They're complete animals. They want to fuck. Good. It's all they think about. Listen to Ronnie every cunt, minute. Cunt, 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 cunt every minute. Cunt, fuck, cunt, fuck, fuck, fuck. Cunt. You know, you try to be a better man and calm yourself down. But uh, when I listen to this flirty Gary and he's doing all these bad lines, you know, we've always been taught as guys, women don't fall for this kind of nonsense. They don't fall for lines. They don't like pickup lines. Flirty Gary, he gets on the phone, and and even Gary, who does the the Flirty Gary character, can't believe that these women are talking to him for two hours. Well, that's the most amazing thing about the bit, that he's completely successful. He's completely and he says the most inappropriate things. He's like, I'm all MAGA, make anal great again. And she goes, now you're talking. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, when you hear these clips and these bits and you go and like Matt on the phone here from Texas, he's like, who the fuck knew it was that easy? You just got to be a jerk. Do you like the garden? Yeah, I grow a pot plant. Good, because I'm looking for a hoe. You're looking for a hoe. (laughs) I hope you got experience with livestock because I got a hog between these legs. And I would stuff your back door like a scarecrow. Yeah, I love it, baby. Are you a field? Because I would love to spread my seed all over you. Come plow it. Mmm. Knock, knock. Who's there? Goat. Huh? Goat over here and get this dick, girl. Nah. That's so <laughs> fucking hot. Nah. 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 Oh, baby, if you keep a bleeding, I'll be a skeeting. Nah. Nah. Oh, shit, girl. You just made me jizz in my overalls. Hey, listen, I got to go clean up. Thanks for horsing around with me, boo. It was fun. Thank you, too. Flirty G out. Unbelievable. I am I am really feeling that all of my philosophy about dating women, how to pick up women is completely out the door. Flirty Gary. You're, you're, you've been wrong. Yeah, I've been wrong. Completely wrong. Oh, yeah. I'm all uptight. I won't even go up to somebody. I'm so uptight. It's crazy. By the way, speaking of dating women, it's certainly our discussion yesterday about Pete Davidson dating possibly Emily Ratajkowski. Um, I, I told you, I, I think it's a, a wonderful thing. I think it's a, a big a boost to guys like me who look like me and He's getting all these hot chicks. I say right on. I mean, uh, I know some guys are jealous and they're like, I don't understand it. I know when they do the stories, they try to find the most ridiculous looking pictures of Pete. Right. Because they're like, really? She's with him? (laughs) 
Well, Pete is here, and uh, I want to welcome him. He wants to talk about it. Hi, Pete. Yo, what's up? Pete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll get right to the point. Are you? It looks like you're dating Emily Ratajkowski. Congratulations. Thanks, bro. Yeah. I'm eating Cheetos right now. I hear. The fiery ones. They roar. You want some? You're eating Cheetos? I don't want a Cheeto, but uh, you're welcome to eat them. I don't care. <laughs> dude, oh, the fucking, the fucking fiery ones, dude. Super spicy. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, dude. I'm, I'm dating Ramily Razzlowski. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is the best part of dating Emily Radzijowski? Um, I say boob. Boobs? Like, yeah, boobs. But like, her face is pretty hot too. And yes. like, you know, yes. she makes applesauce for her baby. And like, I love eating applesauce too. So like, that's pretty sick. Huh. Well, uh, 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 an insider told us weekly that Pete and Emily Ratajkowski have been talking for a couple of months now. And, uh, what wow. do you think, Pete? Is she the one? Maybe marriage is in your future. Uh, I mean, like, I think we'll definitely be together forever, you know, unless, like, another chick wants to smash. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> gross. Oh, shit. Oh, what? Dude. Gross. Gross, dude. I just, what happened? I just itched my butthole and then scratched my face. My hands uh -huh. smell awful, bro. And now the Cheeto, the Cheeto dust is in my ass, bro. <laughs> this girl, Emily Radigowski, seems so perfect to me. I mean, uh, I mean, I think she's hot as hell. Is there anything that that you seek that could become an issue? Uh, well, she hates when I eat my boogers, uh, and that may be a deal breaker. You know, right. you would be against that. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to change who I am for you to love me. You know. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, what about a new project? You got any new projects you're working on? I know you left Saturday Night Live. Uh, like, I got this dope new set of Legos. And, like, I'm halfway done with that. So, that's pretty sick. And, like, when I'm finished, it's going to look like the house from Home Alone, which is dope. You know? Oh. Mom! I wondered what you were building. Mom! Do not <laughs> unpause my game! Do not unplug. Don't touch my Xbox. Dude, I got a sick game of God of War going on right now. It's fucking All right. epic. All right, man. All right. Well, thank you for the exclusive. I'll let you get back to work. Yeah, no, it's cool, dude. Yeah, I'm thinking right. about like, you know, doing like a cereal taste test later or something, you know? Sure. All right. Thank you. Where's Emily? Uh, he didn't say anything about when they're going to get together again and. We don't Anything. have an Emily. We don't have an Emily Radigowski impressionist. So. <laughs> Here it is. Pete. He'd have more to say. He's more interested in his Cheetos. Pete and Emily were set up. That's his that's his charm. He acts not <laughs> like he's that interested. Pete and Emily were set up with each other through mutual friends. There you Who, go. What, what friends? I don't know. But I'm somehow. suspicious of, about these friendships. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I see a lot of jealous dudes, uh, saying shit. And I see on, uh, I told you, I see on Daily Mail a lot of women, right? Oh, she's not pretty. She's 
ugly. She's a rat face. She's a this. She's a that. I'm like, come on, really? Well, dude? I told you, editorially, when they publish these pictures of Pete, they try to find the worst pictures they can find. Well, you know, like pictures of him in a skit or something, not like how he is in real life. So you get this impression that he's like the guy on the phone. There you go. Oh, Emily Ratajkowski's on the phone. She wants to say something. Hi, Emily. Hi, Howard. It's Emily. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, why, Pete? Uh, I understand it. Everybody's I think asking. Guy, yes. But do they want to hear it from you. Why? Because I think Pete's hot. He's got a big cock. Right. And he's so hot. And, you know, I suck his cock all the time. Right. <laughs> you love to suck cock? All the time, yes. I see. Well, uh, you sound like you're up for a party, and it sounds like the two... Is there anything you love about him mentally, like his mind, or, you know, any besides the big cock? But he's, got a, he's got a great mind. He's uh, open-minded. Uh, he's always up for anything, and, you know, that's why I like him. Would you say you're in love with him? Yes, I'm so much in love with him, yes. Um, how did you know... You were in love. Like, wh at what point in the relationship? Friends set you up, is that correct? Yes, but I can't yes. say the friend. You can't say what? I can't say who set me up with him. Okay, that's fair. But when, like, after they set you up, was it like the first date you knew you were in love? Well, at the second date, yes. I see. Second date, you knew you were in love. Was there something that happened on the date that made you love him? I looked into his eyes, and that's when I fell in love with him, yes. Right, and that's when you started blowing him? That's when I started blowing him, kissing him, and that's when we went to home plate, and I fucked him so hard. <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, uh, Pete Davidson is back. He, yes, Pete, what would you what would you like to say to Emily? Uh, I don't know. Like, do you want us to have, like, phone sex? Sure. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, um... Emily Ratajkowski and uh, Pete Davidson having phone sex. I'll keep quiet. Go ahead, guys. Okay. Um. Hey, babe. Um, hey, babe. How, how are you? Um. I'm chilling. Um. Can you like tell me what your pussy looks like? I forgot. Yes, my pussy's shaved, and it's nice and clean, fresh, and I just uh, washed it uh, just for you. Yeah. Uh, tell yeah. me what you want to do. Nothing. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm hard. I'm like full 19 inches right now. 19 inches, yeah. So I want you to lay down, and I want you to put your dick in my pussy right now. Yeah, I'm laying down. What? Can you rub your tits on the phone? Yes. I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear your tits on the phone. Want to hear my tits on the phone? Yeah, my rub, rub your tits on the right phone. Now. Do you hear my tits on the phone? Yeah. Can you can you like take all of me down your throat? I'll take all of you down my throat right now. Yeah. What is it? What does it sound like when you're blowing it sounds, me? It sounds great. It sounds like a lot. Can I hear it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah rub I your do. pussy. Rub your pussy for I'm me, babe. I'm rubbing, I'm rubbing my pussy right now. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I don't think anybody else has ever heard you two have phone sex. I can't thank you guys enough. 
pizza great guy, and I blow him like four days a week. Oh, dude, it's awesome. I four days wanna, a week. I want to come so hard with that shit. Listen, Why don't you, does, do you ever let him inside you, or you just blow him all the time? I do both, but he's got to stop eating those Cheetos for me. What about dude, anal? Is I anal can't. on the table? Anal's yeah. always on the table, yes. Yes, you enjoy it. Yes. Wow, Pete. Yeah, I think I this know. is the one. Yeah. Right? Dude, right. Yeah. can you hear her voice? Bro, it's like so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing, yeah. Emily? What are you wearing right now? Uh, that's a good question. Thank you, Robin. I was too embarrassed to ask. <laughs> I, I'm naked right now. Oh, oh I'm about to come, dude. Hold on. I'm about to come. I'm about to come. Hold Go on. Ahead. Dude, her ass is on the table. Her ass is on the table. Look how fucking nice it is, dude. Right. Right next to the Cheetos. The her ass is right next to the Cheetos. I don't know which one I fuck. Oh, fuck. Come on, I think. Come on, I think. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I want you to gag on my dog. All right. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. All right. Thank you, Pete. Why do I suspect this is not... I don't know if this is the real Emily Ratajkowski. Let me see. There's a woman on the phone claims she's the real Emily. You are the real Emily Ratajkowski? Yes, I'm the real Emily Ratajkowski. This person <laughs> is a complete imposter, okay? I and see. No, it's not. This is the real Emily Ratajkowski. Okay, so spell your name then. Spell your last name, you, you totally fake cunt. You're a cunt. I'm the real Emily Ratajkowski. All right. Thank you. I mean, uh, I feel like this is high pitch, but I'm not sure. Are you high pitch? Who's high pitch? I'm Emily Ratajkowski. <laughs> okay. Thank you. There you go. What an exclusive, Robin. Uh, I got a little aroused when those you two were stop really giving him those tri those uh, gotcha questions like, what does your pussy look like? Because he doesn't know what a pussy looks like. Yeah, I don't think he's ever seen one. Um, speaking of uh, disgusting, there's a trend on TikTok. And um, it's it's really weird. And, and I know about this. When I was a kid growing up, they used to have a thing called party records. You know what I'm talking about? The famous comedian mm -hmm. Red Fox would do really dirty uh comedy things and uh yeah um, my we would find them after a party i don't know why they listen to them at parties my parents uh, and their friends but we'd find them on the record player in the morning you know like when everybody was sleeping off the night before we'd go down and quietly listen to those party records well thanks to tiktok we now know of a new genre of music called dirty blues um, a blues musician from the 1930s has gone viral on TikTok. And uh, this is a woman from 1930s who used to do these songs that were incredibly dirty and had dirty lyrics. Uh -huh. Her name is Lucille Bogan. And I mean, it's really dirty. Uh, this is a song she did in the 1930s on a party record. You know, to right. think about the 1930s. You couldn't, you couldn't, you know. You couldn't find dirty films. I mean, America was a entirely Even, Puritan place. Yeah, strippers didn't really get mm -hmm. naked. You could spend a half an hour watching a woman take off a glove. Well, imagine she was way ahead of her time. Lucille Bogan, Till the Cows Come Home. This is her singing in the 1930s. I got a big fat belly. I got a big broad ace. And I can fuck in Maine with real good plays. Talking about fucking. 
talking about grinding, baby, all night long. If you suck my pussy, baby, I'll suck your dick. I'll do it to you, honey, till I make you shit. Oh, wow. baby, yeah. honey, do it all night long. I want you to do it to me, baby, honey, till the cows come home. Unbelievable, right? 1930s, they were doing this. It was, uh... I know that because it was Ronnie's prom song. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, amazing lyrics. I'll I'll make you make me come till I shit. She was born in 1897 in Mississippi. Her music's part of a genre called dirty blues. She was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame this year. Oh, really? She reportedly carried on romantic liaisons with several men and women throughout her life. And she would perform these songs in after-hour clubs, and she was quite popular. They were recorded, they were distributed as party records. I'll give you another classic. So kids have found these, and they're putting them on TikTok. I guess yeah. they're doing routines. To well, maybe it. because of her recent um, acknowledgement by the Blues Hall of Fame, she's come I back guess. into prominence. Here's one called Shave Em Dry. Shave them dry. I got nipples on my titties. Dig is the end of my thumb. I got something between my legs. I'll make a dead man come. Oh, daddy. Baby, won't you shave them dry? No, no, no. Want you to grind me, baby. Grind me until I cry. <laughs> Say, I fucked all night and all the night before, baby. And I feel just like I want to suck some more. Oh, great God, Daddy, grind me, honey, and shave me dry. Shave me dry. Can you imagine? Other Lucille Bogan songs include Sloppy Drunk Blues and Skin Game Blues. I got nipples on my titties, big as the end of my thumb. I got something between my legs, make a dead man come. De dead man come. Rolling Stones, right? Make a dead man come. <laughs> Maybe they heard her. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but imagine that. This is like a, this is, this was put out at the height of the Great Depression. World is falling apart. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe this was a good release. I was going to say, maybe this is, you know, how people keep going. <laughs> and when it's times crazy. Are bad. Back in the third, to get, you know, to get the, a song like this out, even on a record and perform it back then without being arrested, let alone a black woman. I mean, well, I mean, very where difficult. Were these records sold? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's my question. By the way, uh, Dying to get in here is her granddaughter, Lucille Bogan, the 25th, I think it is. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Howard and Lucille Bogan Jr., you know, I'm a granddaughter. I love to uh, sing a little song here, one I've been cooking up. Uh, Go ahead. My, my, my pussy. My pussy. Okay. Love to hear it. I got a real disgusting pussy. Smell like fucking shit. I got a big saggy ass that's full of shit and zits. I got a real disgusting pussy. Oh, yeah. Smell yeah. like something 